Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Every four years when this election happens for Governor of Virginia, it's a tight election, it's a close election, and it is a bellwether for what happens in the rest of the country. What happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. All right, then. No worries. I agree. 100%. High five, sister. You nailed it. Here's some punditry that I like that I uh, that scratches me right at you, and I think it's right. It's a very different world with Trump out of office and off Twitter. It just is. Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, the landscape is way different without him involved and he was such a strong magnet in so many ways. I mean, it just it just it skewed everything. So it's going to take a while for us to get our bearings as to what the political landscape is without Trump if he doesn't run again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's uh, it's frequently a trap to try to explain a complicated phenomenon with one simple explanation. But the fact that Terry McAuliffe in Virginia running for governor against Glenn Youngkin, who beat him to the surprise of many, uh, the fact that he said over and over again, he's just like Trump. He's like Trump. Trump's in the bushes. Trump's going to jump out and get you. Oh, he's just like Trump. He's Trump. Uh, the fact that he lost pitching that, I don't well, there's not going to be more of it than there would have been. And I suspect there will be less of it. Yeah. On the other Trump- hand, you know, I've got a friend who's in the polling industry who's been studying the uh, the primary for the uh, Republican nomination for the Senate in Ohio. And you got a handful of guys. I think it's four people just fighting tooth and nail to out-express their loyalty for Trump over the other guys. It's super, super Trumpy there. So, who knows? Still working itself out. Yeah. And, of course, if he decides to run a year and a half from now for president in 2024, then he's back in the game and the, uh, and the you know, he's back the magnet of uh, changing the tides and the moons and the cycles and everything again. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I say he's not. I'm pretty confident in that. I could be wrong. And there's one major factor of the bums and junkies story that I've overlooked that an alert listener has pointed out. And and I want to concede that it's true and it's real a little bit later on. Okay. Um, I Like Ben Franklin, our freedom, love, and quote of the day from Ben, which I'll hit you with in a little bit, had to do with, I change my mind sometimes or I learn new things and it's a good thing. So we'll hit you with that. The biggest breaking news of the day is Nancy Pelosi announced she's putting the paid leave back into the human infrastructure bill. Now, that was Mm, the second biggest breaking news. But go ahead. That's the uh, what's the biggest breaking news? Aaron Rodgers got uh, the Fauci sweet, hot, hot. What am I calling it? The Fauci hot and sour Chinese bat fever. Aaron Rodgers has COVID. That's right. Really? He can't can't, uh, be there to play the uh, the floundering chiefs. Having one of the great seasons of his life, which is saying something for a team that some picked to be in the Super Bowl. And you know he'd love to smack down Pat Mahomes. He's going to miss how many games because he's got COVID? Don't know. I don't know what the policies are in the NFL. Draconian. Um, The second biggest breaking news of the day is Nancy Pelosi putting back into the human infrastructure bill paid leave, which she took out 
A lot of progressives hated that she took it out. Joe Manchin said he wouldn't vote for thing if it was in there. Either way, as is pointed out often by some of my conservative friends, hey, states, you want that in your state? You can have that in your state. Win your elections, vote for those policies, do it. It's not the federal government's business. The freaking federal government right, getting into the business of how many paid days off you get when you have a baby. Why would the federal government be involved in that? Well, if you want something done and you want to use the bluntest, stupidest, most expensive instrument you possibly can to accomplish that goal, go with the federal government. Anyway, a mansion demanded it be out or he wasn't going to vote for the social infrastructure bill. Nancy took it out. Now she's put it back in. So what does that mean? I don't know what the strategy is there. Well, I think it's that she knows the bill is dead. The francification bill is dead. The only value the corpse of it has left. It's like she's pulling its teeth and extracting the gold fillings or selling its kidney to the Chinese. The only value it has left is signaling to the base, look, we're fighting for the things you want. Look at us fight. The evil Republicans are keeping it from happening, but look at us fight for it. So she can put back anything she wants, knowing it won't pass. It's no longer legislation that will go into effect. It's now a a virtue signal. It's now symbolic. That's my belief. And if you put it on the Florida for a vote, you get to say, in an election, my opponent voted against paid family leave. You get Mm -hmm. to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I suspect it's something like that. Hmm. (coughs) Well, we'll see. Um, so we got, got talking about AI, artificial intelligence, a little bit earlier in the show and ran out of time for a piece that's in the Wall Street Journal today. I think we'll do that for our extra large, or, uh, what do we call our podcast? One, One more thing. More thing. Mm-hmm. After the show every day, we do four hours that we get paid for. Then we do another hour for free. I don't know why. It's like a punishment. It we is. do like another chunk called One More Thing. And we'll talk more about artificial intelligence. And we've gotten some great texts on that. That I can uh, that I can throw in. I look forward to that discussion. AI is screaming our way, whether we like it or not, and uh, mankind needs to get ahead of it and figure out what it's going to be. Yeah, how are you going to deal with? I would agree. How are you going to deal with AI taking over every? Well, everything could take over everything. There's some more fallout from last night's elections because there was more than just the Virginia governor's race. There's New Jersey governor. There were all sorts of mayoral elections. There were votes to defund the police, uh, which all failed, uh, and all sorts of stuff we can talk about uh, this hour. Um, you know, Mike Pence said some interesting things lately. We haven't played those for you yet. So uh, stay tuned. Good stuff to come. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hundreds of QAnon supporters showed up to the place where JFK was assassinated because they believed that JFK Jr. was going to show up, like from the dead, and announce that Trump is now president. And the people actually came there and they were like, we're ready and we're waiting. Can we all agree on something? If a dead person comes back from the dead and they say anything, we have to, like, agree with it. Like, if someone comes back from the dead and they say Trump is president or anyone's president, we have to go with them because they came back from the dead. It's not in the Constitution, but it should be. Jesus was alive. People were like, yeah. Then he came back from the dead. Till that day, we're all like, yo, 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 my man. Whatever that guy says. 
I agree. I would you say should that have, enhances I, your credibility. Yeah, I, I got to give extra weight to what they have to say. Sure. Um, if you're unless, a Raiders, unless it's just a zombie. I mean, what's the difference? Zombies in a zombie apocalypse. My kids talk about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like people I've I've known in my life who talk about what they're going to do when they win the lottery. My kids talk about what they're going to do when the zombie apocalypse comes, like on a daily basis. Hmm. We're at the oh, with that uh, Home Depot yesterday. I had to get some keys made, and uh, Sam, my eleven year old, is walking around. Oh man, this would be this would, this would be the perfect place to hang out in a zombie apocalypse. Just here in the Home Depot. I mean, you got everything you need. You know, the interesting thing about the zombie phenomenon to me is that it's all or nothing. You either got no zombies or it's a zombie apocalypse. There's never like a zombie bad day or, you know, a zombie challenge or even a zombie crisis. Straight to apocalypse. We're wondering if it's like the COVID. Like if you find where the zombies first started and you're able to kill the one or half dozen or whatever right away before they start to zombify other people, could you like crush it pretty quickly before it becomes a zombie apocalypse. So you're advocating unconstitutional lockdowns and contact tracing. Yeah, exactly. I don't have it. I mean, like, uh, you got two rats. You don't have a rat apocalypse. You got rats. A couple of zombies wander in the neighborhood looking for brains. You kill them. You're done with it. Let's not overreact is what I'm saying. My, my son was talking about you got to have a dog with you. Like, you know, it'd be good to have a guard dog. And they've got dog food at there at the Home Depot, so that'd be handy. So you got everything you need. He said, at some point, you don't have enough food, and you'd have to eat the dog. And I said, what? Whoa, 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 I said, whoa. I said, what? And he said, hey, Dad, it's the zombie apocalypse. I mean, every anything goes. you got to do whatever you have to do. So he's, like, really worked it out to just the, the bare bones. You know, this is a tough time. got to get serious here. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, that reminds me. And I know we were going to talk about something else, but I really want to get to Something else other than the zombie apocalypse? We probably were. Well, right. But, um, you know, the Dr. Fauci uh, funded uh, experiments on dogs that have horrified oh, everybody yeah, who's looked yeah. into it. OK, yeah, horrible. Well, Glenn Greenwald wrote this piece that was so interesting. And, and I uh, where is the name of that organization? Um, the name of the organization that is against, you know, cruel animal experiments. The interesting thing about them is that they're uh, bipartisan. Um, it's a bunch of Republicans and Democrats who really hate cruel animal experiments. And the Republicans said, hey, you know, we agree with y'all. Why don't we attack it from wasted government spending and get people's attention on government spending that shouldn't be happening? And by the way, it's cruel. And the Washington Post has praised their efforts over and over and over again for years. But now, as Glenn Greenwald writes, and I'll find it, I got it somewhere. Now that this group has said, hey, Dr. Fauci is funding this stuff, and it's cruel and it's terrible, all of a sudden the Washington Post is trying to tar them as right-wing lunatics. It's crazy. Hmm. Just because they've gone after the god Fauci, apparently, now they they have people looking into their finances and trying to figure out who their donors are, and they're saying, "Uh, we're utterly transparent about who their... Our donors are their small donations from people who don't like cruel animal experiments. What are you talking about? It's crazy. It's wild. WAPO's lost its mind. We mentioned football earlier. Aaron Rodgers has the COVID. The uh, Los Angeles Raiders, I have no idea if they're a good team or a bad team, but one of their star players is not with them anymore as he killed somebody in what looks like a drunk driving wreck yesterday. Do you see that? 
I did He's driving his Corvette in the middle of the night and smashed into some poor woman and killed her. Oh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. God, if you got that kind of money, hire somebody to drive you. For crying out loud. I mean, nobody should drive that drunk no matter what. You shouldn't kill somebody. But, man, if you got gazillions of dollars, to me, as a young guy when I was drinking, that would have been the best part of being a gazillionaire. I don't even have to think about it anymore. I Uber everywhere. Yeah. Or I got a driver who waits outside the bar for me. Whatever. What a terrible story. Uh, a good, interesting story is this. The Second Amendment is up for conversation in the Supreme Court today. Uh, for reals, it looks like. And uh, Justice Thomas leading the way on the idea that um, the Second Amendment means more than merely carrying a gun from the bedroom to the kitchen, which he says is now currently the state of the right. Yeah, because of Heller back in 2008, which told Washington, D.C. and the rest of the country that, yeah, people get to own guns. Because Washington, D.C. DC had just flat-out banned handguns. You couldn't have them at all. Even and, though all the criminals who wanted them had them. Couldn't have one in your own home. And they said, yeah, you can have one. You get to own one. You get to own one. Of course you do. Second Amendment. But still, most places in the country, you can't have one outside your home, really. I don't have a a, a permit to carry a gun, either, either concealed or otherwise. I can't have a loaded gun in my car. That's that's the one I think is crazy. I can't have a loaded gun in my car if I need to drive through like sketchy neighborhoods late at night. Just, just in case I ever need it. I can't. As a law-abiding citizen with a clean record? Seems why? crazy. Seems it does wrong. seem crazy. Well, Seems unconstitutional. Supreme Court's going to look at that today and decide whether or not we get to carry guns outside our home. And if they say yes, whoa, that's going to change things fast all across the country. Yeah, they're specifically looking at if you apply for a concealed carry permit, do you need to argue? I have some special, super unique reason that I need to exercise my constitutional right. Or is that wrong? Do you have to make a special argument? For your First Amendment right? Because for your Second Amendment right, I, I need to prove that enough people have threatened me. And God, enough people threaten us. And by the way, those of you who threaten us, we turn those over to the police and they look into your emails and all kinds of stuff. So just enjoy that. Um, but uh, I have to come up with a reason for why I get to carry a gun. That's the Second Amendment right. I'm glad I don't have to come up with a reason to have free speech. Right. Or the Third Amendment. A special reason why I shouldn't be forced to quarter troops. Yeah. I don't have to whether I like it or no troops in my home. That's right. I have teenage daughters. No anyway, troops. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be following this one. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, weapons, a couple of stories from the world of military hardware. An armored drone killer that could cook enemy swarms out of the sky. We've been talking about. You know, the future warfare may well be sending swarms of drones to to uh, beset and attack. A force or tanks or or whatever. Well, of course, where there is a weapon, there must be a counter weapon. And two U.S.-based defense contractors are working on what could be the most promising solution to the problem of drone swarms yet. General Dynamics and Epirus Incorporated are teaming up to place a high-powered microwave cannon on an armored vehicle used by the U.S. Army. The result could be a weapon capable of tackling drone swarms and disabling vehicles on land and at sea. Uh, the big question is how it would affect human beings. Well, I wouldn't like to be cooked, uh, for instance, but they're thinking that could be the answer to drone swarms. And then you have this, China's satellite crusher. Space Pearl Harbor is coming. The satellite, according to China Aerospace Science and Technology Corp., is tasked with demonstrating technologies to alleviate and neutralize space debris. 
But as Beijing sees it, American satellites constitute debris. Mm. According to Brandon Weikert, author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower, says Communist China's satellite is a real-world offensive capability that can hunt and destroy American systems and render the U.S. military on Earth deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah, boy, I was listening to a podcast about that recently, about China's ability. One of the reasons that they, um, uh, they've put the window when they think China will move on Taiwan is within six years. Because in six years, we're going to be able to match their capability in space. Currently, we don't. They have the edge in space. Uh, they could take out our satellite systems. We couldn't take out their satellite systems. In six years, we'll match them. So that's why, if they're going to move on Taiwan, it's probably in the next six years. Well, this author mentions that at one time we were dominant in space, and American political leaders decided to go slowly on developing anti-satellite weapons because they didn't want to start a, a competition, a uh, you know space arms race of that sort. But all that American restraint did was allow the Chinese and Russian militaries to grab commanding leads in that race to deploy these impossible to defend against delivery systems yep. for nukes, among Do- other things. And unfortunately, the DOD is still unbelievably bureaucratic and slow. Yeah, did you know that? That China has got the technology in space to just shut down our communication and all kinds of different stuff if they wanted to. That's Yikes. scary. That is scary. Hey, if you ever miss, uh, miss rather a chunk of the Armstrong and Getty Show, get it via podcast where you like to get podcasts or click on the link, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden announced yesterday that more than 70 countries would join the U.S. in a pledge to reduce global methane emissions by 30 percent by the end of the decade. Yeah, but not Russia or China, right? That's like saying, hey, great news. I got the whole neighborhood to agree to stop murdering except for Hacksaw Dave and Larry the Strangler. (laughs) Sleep tight, everybody. I like that joke. That is a good joke. I like him drawing attention to that because regularly is ignored. The United States has committed blah, 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 hurt our economy to global warming. China and India haven't done anything, but we'll, we'll pretend we didn't notice that. Yeah, and China is adding to its coal consumption enough, they say, to raise the world's total output of carbon by 1% this year. Wow. Which is saying something. Yeah. They're accelerating. Now, come on, China! So a couple of things I want to point out about the <laughs> COVID about the election. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. I'm on, I'm on uh, antibiotics now, which um, I think they gave my wife also. Um, the idea is that it's really easy to get some sort of uh, infection when you're coming off the COVID. You know, your mm. cough sticks, takes or something. So no, some sort know. of bacterial thing in your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wasn't going to start it, but yesterday... <clears throat> I couldn't stop the breathing and coughing. So anyway, mm. went on the antibiotics. Your your mileage may vary. Don't take your advice from disc jockeys. That'd be my advice. Get you some horse paste. Wolf it down. But on uh, last night's elections, um, a couple things worth pointing out, and I don't know which are going to matter the most, but I think they're interesting. First of all, I think it has been under-discussed since November of 2020 that Trump damn near won. Uh, people who hated Trump, and all the lefty media was so excited that Biden won that it was just, you know, open and shut, Biden won, blah, blah, blah. And then Trump was challenging it, so it got down to the the challenge and whether it was real or not and the votes and the fraud and all that sort of stuff. But 
If you accept the results, as I do, for what they are, Trump damn near won. He was just 44,000 votes spread over three states short of winning, even with Biden getting 82 million votes. Trump, by the way, has received the most votes per president of any human in history. Right. Uh, As a one-term president. So I think that gets lost a lot of times. Trump won 84% of the counties in the United States. Well, and I might even describe it this way. Trump and his policies almost won. And Trump himself was considered to be obnoxious by a lot of moderates and a lot of Republicans. So if you separate the guy from the policies, those policies would have won in a landslide. Yeah, even with his personality almost won. So the point is, America is a center-right country. The fact that there'd be a whole bunch of red House members and red senators and red governors shouldn't be surprising Given the numbers of the last election, it was just it was just such a weird situation with Trump running. On the other hand, looking at it from the uh, from the other side, and everybody, a Republicans, just licking their chops for just the, the shellacking, and I used that word on purpose, the shellacking that uh, Biden's going to take in this off year election next year. What does that mean, really? Obama lost sixty three House seats in twenty ten. So he wins his big 2008 election. 2010, he called it himself a shellacking. They lost 63 House seats. Mm. He goes on to win re-election quite easily and is president for eight years. So, really, what are you going to do with that information? What does that mean to you? you got to govern. You can't just win elections. You have to govern. And then they've got to defeat this uh, this francification bill, faux show. And I'd love to see him tighten up the infrastructure bill. And I think there are a lot of moderate Democrats who saw the results of the races last night all over the country and realized, whoa, 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 not only don't we have a mandate, we hardly have a coalition. All we had was anti-Trump, and that's gone. Terry McAuliffe tried to run on that. It didn't work. He's out of office, thank God. Yeah, that's the big open question to me. Do these two bills still pass? No way. Not a chance. I really hope you're right. How how would Joe Manchin be brought along, and in Kirsten Cinema? Although they do have different views of different things, I just I don't see it happening, and I I hope I'm right. Yeah, well, yep. The National Review has got a big their big cover thing right now is kill the bill. They're talking about the social infrastructure bill. Kill it. Polls show we talked about this before the elections even. Polls show most people think the plurality of people think it won't help them, or won't do any good. At all, I mean, it's just it's a it's a nothing, or it will actually hurt their lives. So, mm-hmm. how do you end up passing trillions of dollars with that? Brett Baer just retweeted Jake Sherman, who's the founder of Punchbowl News. If you're really into this stuff, he's a blue check mark pundit guy. But uh, Jake Sherman tweeted the idea that the House and Senate will pre-negotiate the trillion dollar BBB bill, uh, the Build Back Better bill, is all but dead. House going its way, Senate will be forced to respond. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Wow, I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope I'm right too. My my level of confidence is uh, medium high. I wish it were higher. I mean, because once those and you know this, this is what you're driving at. The Democrats, once they get the entitlements through that they want, pre-K universal ex- universal pre-K, which is absolutely not needed. It's just wealth redistribution. Right, it's just government-run child care, which ought to give you chills to your spine. But anyway, uh, be here forever if it passes. 
sure, you know, four or eight or 12 weeks worth of government financed, you get to stay home when you have a kid or a sick parent or whatever. Um, once that gets started, it's nearly impossible to take that back, politically speaking. So the Democrats have the advantage, you know, the, once their policies are more sticky than conservative policies. Conservative policies are much better in general for the country, for individuals, for families. I mean, for instance, and I haven't gotten to this yet. Maybe we'll go big on it tomorrow. Even though I hope the bill is dead, but that alleged Build Back Better bill, they have many, many incentives for couples not to get married. It is worth tens of thousands of dollars to you to not have an intact family. Don't stay together at any cost, says the Democratic Party. Yeah, well, In the Francification bill. Doesn't surprise me. It's horrifying. It's obscene. Horrifying once you get that obscene. stuff going, once you get it going, it sticks. Says Joe Getty. I stand by those words. <laughs> Trust I me, still, I know obscene. Huh? I, I still get winded. <laughs> That's one of the long-term uh, effects some people say of COVID. Mm-hmm. Is your uh, breathing? I hope that goes away. Yeah, I have that weird little nagging cough, like if I... Spend too much of a breath talking, for instance, and, and I, my lungs get too low. I'll have that nagging little cough that sounds like I'm chuckling. <laughs> and people go, ha, ha, ha. And I'll be, no, 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 no. I didn't chuckle. I'm coughing. I, I ran out of oxygen. I almost went I down. Have, I have a cold. Stop chuckling. That wasn't funny. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Are you giving me a sympathy laugh? I won't have it. I won't have it. How about that World Series home run last night? The one, the one that went clear out of the building. It briefly, like a Jeff Bezos rocket, was in orbit. It left the 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 atmosphere. That was just Jorge Solar. I wonder what it feels like when you hit that. I mean, clearly, when batters hit it like that, they can tell immediately. Yes. Yeah. He he got all of that one. He pured it. Yeah. That's got to feel good. Oh yeah. Now controversial. He stood at the plate and banged on his chest, saluted himself. Up. Oh, showed up the pitcher. Showboating. Unwritten yeah, rules of baseball. Right, you got to drill him in the back next time. Except that he's big as a house. <laughs> How about you drill him in the back? Hey, hey, old fat old manager, you come out here. Here's the ball. You throw it at. Him. <laughs> I agree, you ought to get plunked, and I think you ought to do it. You support your unwritten rules of baseball from back in the '30s. You go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Well, the Atlanta Braves are the champions of the known universe. Yes, they are the and, world uh, champions. And so the city that wasn't allowed to have the All-Star game because of their Jim Crow on steroids laws. Which are the same as lots of other states. Won the World Series. Way to kowtow to extremist a-holes, Major League Baseball. The very extremist, mm, an unfortunate term there, and I regret it. Uh, the very extremist types that got defeated in a handful of elections all over the country last night. Way to kowtow to Twitter, you dopes. Although, I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you. I will tell you this, and I, 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 you know what? I probably owe Major League Baseball an apology. The Major League Baseball Players Association contains quite a few young woke ball players, and the word was they would boycott if it was held in Atlanta. Really? So old Rob Manfred, the commissioner, felt like he was in an impossible situation, so he caved to the woke ball players. There'd have been another option, I think. You get them all in a room and explain to them how they're wrong, because they are, they were wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have the same laws as lots of other states, including the state that the president's from, so it's not really a big deal. 
and the state that the uh, ball game was sent to, and the same laws that we had prior to COVID. It's just returning to the pre-COVID rules to make sure that votes are uh, counted accurately and can't be stolen. That's it, fellas. But no, nobody, nobody's willing to do that these days. They're so they're, they cower in fear of the woke zealots. Mm. Thanks, don't, Twitter. Don't do it. I wonder how long that'll last. We will finish strong. That is our. Uh, that's that's what we're known for. Our strong finishes. Sure, we're a, like the Braves. We're, we're a fourth quarter team. That's what we are. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. Now, Minneapolis voters rejected a proposal to replace the city's police department with a Department of Public Safety. It would also have eliminated the requirement to have a police chief. That measure, of course, was based on the abolish the police movement in the wake of George Floyd's death. Of course, now crime Minneapolis is rising. Well, that's true in virtually every city in America, particularly the blue ones, which is most of them. Yeah, that uh, measure to just end the police force instead to craft a new public health approach to public safety, a Department of Public Safety went down by 12 points in the epicenter of the George Floyd protest movement. That's because um, not having a police force is a moronic idea. Yeah. You'd have to be a moron to think that makes any sense. Well, and it's interesting. What am I? Where am I reading from here? Uh, the Wall Street Journal, which is no liberal rag, uh, they mentioned that the defund the police movement spread across the country to very narrow quarters, very narrow groups of people who are very loud and have the ear of the lefty media. But it never. I mean, it was. It, it's one of the most disastrous political slogans in the history of American politics. I think, isn't it? Sure. And uh, the fact that it was such a talking point for as long as it was is really quite amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the 17 months since Mr. Floyd's death, violent crime has increased and the ranks of the police department have dwindled as officers retired, left or took leave for PTSD and other issues. Um, yeah, it wasn't even close. And in fact, they mentioned in a couple of different uh, more than a couple, quite a few different mayoral races around America. It hinged on law and order, bringing order back to the streets, uh, diminishing crime, supporting the police. That was it seemed to be the number one issue in the mayoral races that were held yesterday around the country. Yep. How would it not be? How is the, how contrasting is that with the view of the world you get from the legacy media? It's crazy. So yesterday, the Dow Jones closed above 36,000 for the first time. Yowzers, 36,000. All three indices set records day before yesterday. I don't get that. I, I texted this out myself, so I'll read my own text. All three market index hit records in the last 24 hours. That used to be tied directly to presidential approval rating and the health of the overall economy. Now I'm not sure it means anything. In fact, every time they set a record, it kind of scares me. I do. I get a bit. Every time there's a record on the stock market, I'm not like, all right. I get a bit of, oh, boy. Uh, What is going on? Something weird weird. is happening here. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Every time I see the green arrows, I think, cash out, buy gold bars. Cash out now. (laughs) Do do something. This can't last. Tesla alone. Being worth the other nine car companies added together. It's just, what is that? Speculation. Well, I, yeah. 
I mean, it it has nothing to do with the values. How does that unwind and when? And I think when it unwinds, it unwinds really fast, like in Mm. an afternoon. Oh, boy. Torching my house for the insurance money. Cannibalism. Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. You got people uh, roving around in futuristic vehicles with hot chicks, uh, as I recall the movies, and uh, and staging gunfights in the desert. I don't know why <laughs> how I end up in the desert, but that's what happens. Well, you talk to smart, successful people. Every time I ask smart, successful people, you know, is there a big crash coming? Whether you're talking housing, stock market, whatever, they say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, we it's something big is coming." Almost universally. Mm. No, yeah. you're a doomsayer. Quit saying doom. Well, what a there could be yes. a slight correction, a coming back down to earth, a cooling of the markets without cannibalism or Mad Max. <laughs> without having to wear any sort of shoulder pads with spikes on them. <laughs> a sorts of wild I'm a Raiders fan face paints for some reason. <laughs> There's no need for it, folks. Everything will be fine, or suddenly it won't be, and then God help us all. Anyway, let's move along. Well, okay, who who listening thinks their 401k and their home are actually worth what what they're at right now and that they can count on that for, uh, you know, planning the future? Anybody? Not me. Maybe I'm a doomsayer. I don't know. I've looked at how much my house has appreciated in the last, uh, what, nine months, and I think that's crazy. A roof over your head and walls. You know, it's kind of a nice view out the back. You got trees and such. But <laughs> why Why would you pay that much? I don't know. It's. It does seem a little uh, like it seems a little 80s cocaine bingy to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those know. are I nice trees. Wrong. Thank yeah. you. Oh, you got your. Your pine trees, you got your oaks, oh, please. And the one I can never remember the name of, and I have to ask my wife, what is that, baby? Is that a maple or something? I'm bad at trees. <laughs> I'm bad at trees. I'm bad at plants. I would like to remember the names of plants. I can't. It's a blind my, spot. My dad's good at that. He's good at naming plants and trees. I can identify a rose. It's the only flower. The rest of them, they're just flowers. I say final. You say thoughts. Final. Final. Carnations I can do, too. Roses and carnations. Here is your host for Final Thoughts, Joseph Getty. Just because I've had them on my lapel. So many people to think, oh, that's the wrong thing. Here's your final thoughts. Everybody on the crew wrapping things up for the day. Michelangelo, our technical director in the control room. Michael, final thought? Uh, Yeah, after last night, uh, defund the police and uh, parents should never have any say in their kids' education. Will never, ever be said by another politician. That's too bad, because he accidentally told the truth and exposed himself. Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought. Alex? You know, the Braves wrapped up a terrific World Series. Right after the All-Star break, they lost their best player. They had a 2% chance to win the World Series. And it came, uh, I can speak. Anything can happen in October. Yep, yeah, here, no here. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share with us? Yeah, in the same way that I look at the value of my home and the value of my 401k and think, this isn't real, this isn't going to last... That's the way I felt about my low weight about two weeks ago when I was really like in some new territory. Oh, and boy. I thought, this isn't going to last. And you know what? Turned out I was right. I so, was right again. So you gained weight during having COVID? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Absolutely. I well, ate like get crazy a dread during disease, COVID. You hope you. Really? It's the only dread disease I've ever had where I was starving all the time. Uh-huh. 
So uh, my final thought is elections come and elections go. Uh, analyses seem right one day and then the next they're wrong. Just keep pitching the principles you believe in. Keep advocating for them. Uh, you know, hold politicians accountable and, and, and make it about governance and not about winning this one for the team. It's about how we govern ourselves. To the extent that we do anymore with this giant, overpowerful government. Hey, Armstrong and Getty, wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, man, people are digging the Let's Go Brandon or LGB t-shirts and hats and hoodies and the rest of it. I'm wearing mine proudly. Uh, You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to weigh in with a thought or there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Again, that's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It's funny how you think you can eat something and, like, the scale won't notice. I think I can slip this one by. (laughs) I'll do it in the dark. (laughs) See you tomorrow. God bless America. Listen up, Jack Wagon. There's something happening out here. I want to hear this. Yeah, woo! We kicked ass! Yeah, well, we showed them what we thought. It is a bellwether. I think that there's something else that's happening. It's a bobcat attack my wife! A bobcat! I think that's a part of it. And if it is... I think that'd be good news. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. But if we don't, Bingo. Bob was a bad dude. He ran with the Jets, and the Jets were a bunch of bad boys. Oh, oh boy, could they dance though? Get out of here, <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.